Three guys on the prairie. We're experts. Roaming around, seeking answers to questions they do not understand. I mean, you make enough mistakes, eventually you're going to figure some things out. Welcome to The Other Guys with Doug and Clay. And DJ. Alright, well, welcome back into The Other Guys with Doug and Clay after a long hiatus. Gone for a little while, but not gone forever. Uh, Back here. I won't lie, I am terrified for today's show. I can see the fear in TJ's eyes. This is the second time we've ever tried to do this virtually. Okay, And there's a lot of things that could go wrong. First off... TJ, I can see him st- sitting in Studio Z. I know the Wi-Fi is bad in there. I lived in that house for two years. The Wi-Fi is terrible. Okay, Doug's gone today, which is terrible. The show does not flow without Doug as well. We have no guest. We have no KSDJ backing us financially. TJ is currently playing a video game and eating his supper. Uh, the ocean's on fire, and we have nothing to talk about. So It's, we have- it's going great. It's going pretty well. We have ran out of, and my dad just entered in the room as well, too, as we're trying to record. So uh, <laughs> we are we are off to a great start here without KSDJ. So really excited for that. I'm just waiting for the dog to run in, too, and just trip over all the microphone equipment. So. needs him, honestly. So how are you, TJ? Uh, sorry I could interrupt your busy night of playing video games and uh, supper. Yeah, what the heck? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, when we, when you were like, hey, let's do this thing, and I was like, yeah, let's do it right away, like, after work, thinking that we were going to do it right away, after work. I got a busy schedule. And then, yeah, I heard that. And then I was just kind of like, I had my fingers crossed that, like, oh, there's no way that, like, I'll end up, like, doing this at the same time as I am talking to Clayton. Well, guess what happened? I didn't plan on Doug being on a work trip for two weeks when we've been waiting three weeks for him to get yeah, something going. <laughs> Yeah, he's got three weeks to be ready to go. You and me have been ready to go since Amazon Prime Day, and Doug's just oh been chilling. And we can't blame him. Okay, we know he's had stuff. I'm sure he's going to want to talk about it eventually when he decides to come back to the show. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've given him all this time. He, We have no guest. I, I, I threw all these guest ideas out there. I didn't reach out to a single one of them. But, you know, we had ideas flowing. <laughs> what a producer. <laughs> I just told someone the other day I thought I could actually produce a real radio show of my own. You know, if I maybe wasn't like the lead guy, I was just a producer. I feel like I could do well enough. If you just heard that scraping in the background, that was TJ setting down his bowl in Studio Z. Um, Wait, can you hear that? I, I was able to hear it. It's okay, though. It's the, the show. Oh, is, my God. This is the worst three minutes we've had in the history of the show. But <laughs> no, I accidentally bought like the Lamborghini of microphones. And I just did not realize it. <laughs> so. But we're, we're off to a great start here, and so I want to ask, this is the one topic I got here. So TJ, I want to ask you this question, and let's just see if we can tumble off of this into absolute podcast gold, okay? Here we go. Okay. So you know me, summertime, I like to fish. Yeah. Big fisherman, yeah. but I you know have a lot of success with it in my personal record book, okay? And mm-hmm. a lot of that starts with the off-season prep work. Okay, you're checking maps, you're thinking, you're reflecting. Yes, you're reflecting on what you did before, but it also comes with my superstitions. Okay, this is where the real work comes in. I'm not a superstitious guy. I don't consider myself to be superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Okay, (laughs) fishing's where I am superstitious. I am superstitious about fishing. I wear the same hat every time I go out fishing. I use the same two rods. All right. I do a lot of the same things, but one of my big things is I do not eat fish that other people catch. Okay. Outside of like my dad, 
it's it's just the thing to me i feel like if i eat other people's fish i will not per like i will not perform in fishing like so i will you've not never catch gone, fish hmm, so you've never gone to a restaurant and like and like i'll take the fish no i've never had a filet fish from mcdonald's why because it's bad you're, luck. You're, ha- you're handicapping yourself. You're- or, so, or so I thought. Here's the rest of my story. So, okay. two times within the last year, I have broken that rule. Once knowing it, another time not knowing it. The first time, I did not realize it. My roommate Trevor had fish. I thought we had caught it together. We had not. I ate a fish taco. He proceeded to tell me it was not fish we had caught together. I lost it, okay? Because I was thinking fishing was going to be terrible. The second time, I ate sushi at a restaurant, which I don't know if that counts, but it is fish. And so mm-hmm. I was like, mm, strike two. A little scared about that. But I knew going into that one, okay? So I was a little scared. Mm-hmm. Here's the yeah. issue. Fishing yeah. has been great. I've had these two slip-ups this year, and fishing mm-hmm. has been fantastic. So Clean. now I'm asking the question to myself and to you, TJ, is it worth it? Is, is any of it worth it? No, absolutely not. You've been holding yourself back from this, like this entire section of your diet for God knows how long for no good reason. Well, it's not like I don't eat fish. I just eat fish that only I catch, but I know. Uh, and I guess it, so in my experience, I'm a pretty garbage angler. So that means I just don't eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, if I had to only eat fish, fish that I caught, honestly, even that it's times it's kind of pushing it. Be lucky to get one of those. So, oh my god! Is it worth it? I don't know. So my whole life's a sham. Uh, everything I believe in and stand yeah. for is is not great. But mm-hmm. fishing's been fantastic. So my life's been fantastic, actually. There you go. You know, now Good it's making hear. me question all my morals. Like, should I wash my hands? Should I, you know, check the oil in my car? You know, all these things I do religiously. So, if that, if uh, eating fish twice is enough to rock you to the point where you consider not washing your hands anymore. That may be that may be like a a sign of a bigger problem. I hate Fair to say enough. it. Fair enough. So my life is basically pointless God. anymore. Um, so TJ, here's my other life question for you. Okay, and then we're out of time. Right. So that I need you to bring some stuff to the table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's oh July. It's July seventh today. All right. I was mentioning yes. this beforehand. I got neighbors still popping off fireworks. Now look. The week of July 4th, two weeks before July 4th, I'll make it acceptable. But we're three days after. If you didn't pop them all off on the 4th, tough luck. Save them for next year or throw them away, right? Tough luck. Um, I don't know. I like to think that there's a certain like grace period. Oh, I, I would be daring to say like a week before and a week after because a week before like the fireworks stands open and people are just really like, they want to get in there and they want to start blowing stuff up because they're they're antsy, you know. They haven't had a good explosion for eleven months. <laughs> they, uh, they, need, they need to curve that pain in their life. <laughs> they need a good exactly. explosion. <laughs> yeah, but that but then uh, afterwards, oh, what am I trying to say? The fireworks stands like they got to clear inventory because that stuff, like fireworks, don't keep very well. If I am, if I recall correctly, like gunpowder sits. Basically, you get fireworks that don't fire right. Like, you hear those stories of people who saved a bunch of fireworks in the previous year, and they go to light them off, and then... Uh, they're all duds. Well, they ex- yeah, they explode. That's what they're supposed these- to do, right? Well, I mean, they explode in the wrong way, you know? I was talking with one of my coworkers, just telling me about how they had a bunch of those mortar shells, like the big ones. Okay. And they just didn't... 
They didn't blow up as many as they thought they were going to. And so uh, they saved them for the next year. And so they got them out, and they're getting ready to, like, light them. And they light one of them, and it immediately goes off. Like, as soon as they put fire to Wick, it just... And, like, you're close. You're still... It's a danger-close situation. Like, there are explosions within, like the radius that would hurt you. And so her husband, like, drops the fireworks and, like, dives into a ditch. <laughs> and there's just explosions going off overhead. And then the next year, they just didn't shoot off fireworks. That, I mean, that'd be enough. I haven't bought fireworks for a long time. Uh, we, I was yeah. definitely the kid growing up that, like, watched the neighbors shoot off fireworks because they were willing to, like... They were, <laughs> They were willing to have really nice fireworks, so like we could see them from the farm. So why would we? Oh my you know? god! But is it? I was a kid thing. who just walked over to my neighbor's house and like, hey, can I watch your fireworks? But what, isn't this? This is, I've seen this on Twitter a lot. There's a lot of people talking how it's a big mid, big Midwestern thing where they wouldn't go to the town fireworks because there was a neighbor that just had a better fireworks show. Because there's always that one guy in the neighborhood that's willing to pop off fireworks like crazy and will go above and beyond what the town's willing to do. Mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, see, for us, it was it was kind of a thing where there would be some pretty good fireworks shows, but they'd be like off in the distance. And so it just, it made sense for us to go to the town show because it was like you were there and the fireworks, you experienced them versus like 20 miles in that direction, just like a faint, like pew, pew, pew. I, I got to ask you this question. Is your dad a big fireworks guy? Because after officially meeting TJ's family, your dad looks like a big fireworks guy. Uh, so I wouldn't call him like a big fireworks guy on his own, but Darren is a great father and he was very much, we'd always be very excited. Like dad, we want to go buy fireworks. And he'd, he'd make time to take us up to Mitchell and peruse the various firework tents. Like we'd take the little ads that they had with us to make sure we we're getting the best deals on stuff. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and then he always loved, he made sure that we just got a huge thing of a uh, bottle rockets and he would show us how to hold them and pew, shoot him off oh cliff cliff was a big roman candle guy we, we never had before. those growing up really uh no i've heard so many good things like roman candle fights just like holding this two of explosions at your friends and like that's great fun um but that, that was never me growing up so over under here do you think okay what, what's your guess we'll talk about him since he's not here is doug was doug a big fireworks kid growing up or not what do you uh, think? Doug definitely kind of seems like a pyromaniac to me. It would not surprise me in the least if he uh, if he was really into fireworks. <laughs> Can you text him? Just text him really quick. Let's get him a part of the show just to touch. Since he can't be here, he's on a work deal. I don't think he's ordered a microphone yet, which is fine. Uh, you know, we've only had ours for a few weeks now. So uh, just text him and just ask him if he was a big fireworks guy, yes or no. So. All right. All right. Glad you can do that. Uh, so we will kind of update you here on the show. So we're looking to kind of make this a weekly deal like we uh, have in the past. Like we said, obviously we can't. We're coming off a little bit of a break here, uh, but excited. And hopefully, uh, I mean, if we can keep making this a weekly deal, if we can actually find some content and some topics to talk about occasionally, uh, that'd be nice. What do you mean so, find content? The content happens, man. It's natural. All right, it's cool. Do you got more content for me? I'd, uh, I'd appreciate it if you had more <laughs> more things. Um... How's your job, TJ? Everyone wants to hear about our jobs. That's super interesting radio. 
What do you do in your free time? What are you doing Thursday night? You know, let's let's hear all about. You know, people love to hear about our social lives. That gets good ratings. So uh, I, honestly, I think it was our friends that listened to this. So honestly, they probably do. <laughs> it's a good way for them to check in on us. Um, I have a haircut tomorrow night. That's, oh, that is shut up! Shut up! That's only a, that's so uninteresting. <laughs> No, that's good radio right there. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, no, no. I, this will be interesting. Okay, so uh, Brookings, South Dakota, every year has an Arts in the Park celebration. And, like, what they do is they have Arts in the Park. It's just, like, the name of the... It's like what's on the title of the book. Oh, my God, words. It's like what's on the cover of the book. There's Arts in the Park. They have a bunch of different art vendors. They come for the two days. You can go around and, like, buy things. There's live music. There's performances. Like, it's a whole thing. And one of the things that they do is they have uh, food vendors. There we go. That's the word I was trying to think of. TJ, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. I need you to button it up, man. You're leaking a lot of confidence right now. I need you to take take a moment here. Compose your story. You can do this, buddy. (laughs) It's all right. I understand we're a little rusty, but we can do this. I know. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so they have arts in the park. And obviously, when you have things at the park, you have to have other stuff too. Besides the entertainment, besides the arts, they have food vendors. This is a great way for community people to fundraise. Like the Brookings Band Boosters, the Athletic Club does it. It's a good way. You can sell something that's not too terribly hard to make and make good money for your organization. And so the people I work for, Brookings County 4-H, they do that. They sell pork wine. Like, they roast it all up themselves, and they sell pork loin sandwiches or pork on a fork. And, like, for the cost it takes to buy the pork loin versus what they can sell it for and, like, the man hours put in, it's a good deal. It's a good fundraiser. One of the things that has to happen, though, is that you have to get the pork. And so today, I was the lucky recipient of 750 pounds of pork loin at Hy-Vee. Like, I had... <laughs> so I went back to the Hy-Vee meats counter... And I saw my uh, old egg teacher, Mr. England, because he works there during the summer. So I walked up to him. It's like, hey, Mr. England. We talked a little bit. And then one of my coworkers got there. So I was like, okay, let's get to business. Like, I am here to pick up an order. He's like, okay, what's your order for? I'm like, 750 pounds of pork loin. And so we're pulling out, like, these boxes, these 40-pound boxes, and just stacking them up on this cart. By the time it's all said and done, we had, I think, 14... No, we had 18 boxes of pork points on this cart. And this sucker was heavy. I had to push it all the way from the back of Hy-Vee to my car. It's it's a long ways from the meat counter to your car, too, in Hy-Vee. Yeah, it's in the very back of the store. And, like, people kept stopping me in the aisles and being like, Wow, is is all that for you? And, like, you don't want to be rude. So you're like, yep, yep, it's all for me. You're like... What are you? What are you doing that for? Like, oh, it's Brookings County Arts in the Park, so I got a lot of good promotion. And then we had to load it up into the back of a van, drive it to our work, and then unload all of it. So I didn't go running today or anything, but like, kind of feel yoked. I, I, I got was my work say, for the day. I was gonna say, did you wink at a few girls when you were pushing that cart past? Like, hey, did you no, like, because I was. I was huffing and puffing. I was pretty sweaty. Uh, it's a heavy cart. <laughs> you, you didn't stop and just be like, hey, do you want to try pushing this for a little bit? Like, I don't, I don't no. think you understand. <laughs> yeah. No, I just wanted to get out of that high V and stop having the people look at me when I'm all sweaty and doughy. Cause, like, 
Oh, it, it's been. It was a while. Is, is, it, is it just me? So TJ, like, this isn't. You know, you and me both, like, we're sweaty individuals. Okay. Yes. You know, has this summer been yeah. worse than most summers? Like, it got so hot oh. in June. Was June miserable for you? I was about ready to just call it, like, crawl in a ditch and die somewhere. Yep. It was. It was too much. I was. I was ready to move farther north, which I have never. I've never said in my life. Like, I was considering Canada. <laughs> Like all the way up, like Montreal, like way up north, because it had to be colder up there, right? (laughs) June was miserable. All right. I was actually thinking of this. So you're talking about the boxes. Okay. They bring out these boxes of pork loin. Can you tell Mm -hmm. the story at state convention when we ordered like 70 tacos? You got like, oh, how many six packs in a pound? Can you talk about that experience at Taco John's? Yes. Okay. So. Uh, this was a day, this was a setup day, right? It, it, was, it was one of the days we were, we were in rapid city for like a week straight for South Dakota yeah. state FFA convention. It was wild because we went out there and like, basically we donated a week of our lives to the association and then we just like came back and like, while we were off in like our own little like timeline, the rest of the world was moving forward. So you come back and like things that progress, like due dates are a week closer and like things that you were supposed to have done a week ago are supposed to be done now and you're like what happened on one of these nights we had gotten done and like we we worked hard out there whether we were setting things up or like uh rehearsing or even like putting on the actual convention we it was a lot of work and so you get done at the end of the day and you're tired and you're hungry so we're trying to figure out how are we going to feed all these people so we decide you know like places that sell bulk food we gotta we gotta hit up one of those our best option being Taco John's. Because I think we had, had pizza. You know, it's usually pizza or something else, but, like, we had had pizza the night before. And so we figured out, like, okay, this will be really easy. It's just six pack, six pack and a pound. Like, six tacos, a pound of potato always. Like, this will feed the horde. We'll be okay. So Dalton and I take the state card, and I tell everyone, you have ten minutes to text me how many tacos you want. Otherwise, you're not getting anything. We're going to tell the Taco John's guy, and then that'll be it. And so people are texting me, like, hey, here's how many tacos I want, here's how many tacos I want, hard shell versus soft shell. And I begin to add it up, and I realize, like, this is a lot of tacos. <laughs> also, Taco John's is closing fairly soon. <laughs> I think they're getting food at, like, 9.30, and they closed at 10. And so we pull up to the window, and <laughs> the poor Taco John's guy, like, welcome to Taco John's, how many take your order? And I, I tried to remember, I think the grand total was we got eight hard shell six pack and a pounds and six soft shell ones. So trying to math this out, so six, 24, so like 84 tacos. Yeah, you normally get, because I wasn't with on this like adventure, but you roll up in Doug's pickup, and normally when you get a six pack and a pound, you get a bag. Yeah. You, know, you, you get a yeah. bag. They handed you <laughs> boxes. You guys show up to the front of the hotel yeah. and you have like seven boxes with six packs and a pounds just stacked in all of these. Well, that was the thing too. So we order and then they're like, okay, uh, are you okay with just pulling off to the side of the rest, the restaurant? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're not going to wait here for you to make us our like 80 tacos. We'll, we'll go sit over here. And so we're sitting there, and, like, it's creeping closer and closer to 10 o'clock, and I'm wondering in my head, like, are they just not going to, like, I wonder if they just canceled our order, because honestly, that might be something I would consider doing. They're just going to walk, you're going to see all the workers walk out to their cars and just drive off, and Taco John's is just going to, like, you're going to walk up to the door, and they're just going to flip the clothes sign in front of you. (laughs) 
I'm glad you took a bite while we were doing that, so I can uh, keep filibustering for a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> My food's getting cold. <laughs> but as, essentially, they come with all these tacos. I fully believe the guy that took the order likely punched the cash register in front of them <laughs> when you guys showed no, no, up no, 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 no. close. <laughs> Here's the thing. We gave him an $8 tip. <laughs> I bet you that made no. him punch the register a second time. <laughs> we pulled our resources. We we looked at the poor guy. <laughs> we were like, Are you uh, <laughs> Yeah, Doug and I we got the cash out of our wallets and we're like like this poor guy, like we gotta make his night a little better. <laughs> so like Hey buddy, are you allowed to take tips? And he was like, Uh I'd I'd have to go ask my manager and we were like, If we give you cash, will you take it? He was like, Yes. And so we handed him eight dollars. <laughs> we pulled our resources. <laughs> We did! $8. We went super flush with cash, but uh, you know what? We made it work. Made his day. We got the tacos. Made his day. There's yeah. nothing better than that, though. If you're in a job that doesn't typically get tips, and when someone hands you a tip, I've been that guy before. So I work at a Christmas tree farm occasionally helping sell some Christmas trees. And I had a situation this year where we kept the, I kept the Christmas tree open. People always show up. Okay, we close at like 5 o'clock. People always mm-hmm. show up like 10 till. I don't try to get upset with them. Like I'm always upset. I'm always mad, but I'm definitely that kind of person that rolls into a store. Like I just rolled in dollar general tonight with my dad, like 15 minutes before they close. And so I'm that guy. So I try not to get upset at other people, but these people roll in 10 minutes before. And this guy's wife is super picky about the Christmas tree. She's going to get. So she oh, marches boy. her family, which is all dressed up in like matching outfits. Okay. And she's mm-hmm. determined that they're going to get the right tree, the proper tree and mm-hmm. the proper number of pictures that they can put on their Christmas card. So yes. I Wait, keep the they Christmas take their pictures at the Christmas tree farm. A lot of people do. Cause it's like cut your own Christmas tree. I can always see like the husbands are never super into it, but the wives constantly like that. That's a given. Like you get out there, you take yeah. a picture with the trees. So they go ahead and this lady's marching her family through like 15,000 trees looking for the proper one. Yes. She looks okay. So we probably have like at this point, like 800 left to sell. I bet you, she looks at all 800 of them at least three times. Oh no. And we're like inching closer to six o'clock at this point. And so it's just me. I drive this small little tractor around to pick people up. And so finally Mm -hmm. they cut down this tree. I pull up, pick them up. The family gets on the tractor. They're singing songs, going back in, bring them in. We get their tree worked. And as the guy's walking away, he hands up and hands me a $35 tip and said, hey, I really appreciate it, man. Buy yourself something nice. That's the best feeling in the world. So I will retract my statement about that guy being upset about that $8. I bet you he loved it. I bet you went and bought himself ice cream with it. <laughs> Oopie dead, poor guy. <laughs> poor poor oh, guy geez. having to make 80 some odd tacos before he's cl- before yeah. close. Yeah. I I oh, I felt so bad about doing it too because I used to work at Subway. Let me tell you, nothing quite boils your bones. It's like we we closed at ten, and at like nine fifty nine, you would see a pair of headlights just pull into your driveway, and you were ready to like the knives that you used to cut the bread. You were ready to grab one and just start. People would come knock th- on your door. Are you threatening no, customers? I, what what are you doing yes. here? Oh my god, I was. Oh, the worst, the worst would be, so, uh, when they were fixing the stretch of road by our town, obviously they'd have the road crew out there, and the road crew would get off work late. I understand that. How they, how they knew when I was working, and really wanted to go home, I have no idea, 
but without fail, every single time, it'd be like 9.58. And like two pickups with 20 total guys would pull up. And they'd each want like two foot-long sandwiches. A bunch of them wanted tuna, just tuna, tuna, tuna. Some of them would get like steak. Just the things, also the things that like I can't go to the back and like whip open a fresh package of. Like tuna, I have to mix up. Like steak, I have to like chop up. Whoever you are, Taco John's employee, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am. You are proof that all heroes do not wear capes. Some of you wear exactly. name badges and work at Taco John's. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, speaking of that week, though, how sick of you? How sick were you of of like fast food and like eating out by the end of that week? Because we literally so, ate out for every meal. Uh, here's the thing: I get what's called traveler sickness, and that's where, like, whenever I travel somewhere and I eat food that I'm not used to, like, my stomach gets upset. And so, like, fast food is consistent. If it's one of the things, like, you go to a restaurant and that food is good. And it's probably good because they just put a bunch of butter on it, which respect. Fast food is consistent. And so, you know, a week of eating fast food, like, it was good for me because I didn't really have to worry about, like, not feeling so good during those crucial moments when I'm trying to get stuff done. And also, I'm just a garbage human who loves fast food, so... Uh, oh, it's amazing. You gotta... So, yeah. I got a new, uh, actually, intro for Doug's Top 5, and in the spirit of Doug's Top 5 and him never actually doing it, the one time he did do it, uh, we did not play that segment because it got really political, because uh, <laughs> Doug's topic was top five things he felt were wrong with America. Uh, do you want to do a Doug's Top 5 or your top five favorite fast food restaurants? Uh, yeah, sure. I can rattle one of those off. All right, sounds good. So from the top of his head, Doug's top five. And now it's time for Doug's top five. So top five fast food restaurants. So uh, brand loyalty, number five, definitely Subway. And I worked there for a long time. I got pretty used to eating those meals. Working there, you get a free six-inch Subway. Eat fresh. Very customizable, good food. Number four, I would probably have to give to the people at Arby's. They are they're a rarer pick. I try not to go there too often just because I know what a curly fry does to a man. I, uh, stop there. Stop there. I know what a yeah. curly fry does to a man? Yeah. Explain. Like, elaborate there's, on that. There's nothing natural about the potato when it's cut into a curly shape. Like, you, you can be you can be rest assured that... Like, that is the unhealthiest potato that you have ever eaten. Because <laughs> it's processed or what? <laughs> Just, like, everything about it. They're delicious. Don't get me wrong. Love me some curly fries. Oh, do you but, get the cur- uh, curly fries with, like, the ranch and the bacon bits and the cheese on them? No, I didn't know those were an option. Oh, what? they got, like, loaded curly fries. Would highly recommend. Anyways, okay, continue. well, now I'm going to die. So, uh, number three. Uh, I would have to give it to Burger King. I'm a big fan of Burger King's actual burgers. I feel like they taste pretty good. Sometimes their fries disappoint me just because they are inconsistent in their flavor. What I mean by that is, like, sometimes you get a thing of fries that are really good, and then sometimes you get a thing of fries that are just, like, so-so. Yeah, Burger King gets three. They're good, but, like, not not good enough for me personally. Scale from one to ten. That just makes me choosy. How good are the dollar uh, forty nine nugs? Now I I might make some might not make any friends by declaring this. I'm not a huge nugget guy. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Is there a reason? Is there I, a reason uh, behind that or what? 
I just like in general. I don't know. I chicken has never quite been my preferred uh, meal meat. Like if I can get something else, I will. Just I don't know chicken in general. Like we have chickens in our house, and I think they're little monsters. I don't know. They just they've never like chickens never been my go to. Fair enough. Okay, number two. Number two. Oh, this is tough. Now I don't want to give number two to Dairy Queen. Because I like Dairy Queen, but I don't like their fast food. I only like their ice cream. Like no one goes to the Dairy Queen for a hamburger. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna do it. Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's is number two. Bold move. Um, yeah, like you, like everyone knows. Like there is never for our adult listeners. Like you can remember the times where you have been uh, feeling good, like you should. And uh, McDonald's is the only thing that will sate your hunger. So. uh Donald's, yeah. So Donald's number two, number yes. one. Then where are we number going? Number one. I feel like if you you should be able to guess this. I think we all have the same number one. Oh, see, I got a couple different ways I'd go here. I'm gonna assume you're gonna say Taco Bell. That's my guess. I would absolutely. Taco Bell has been there for me the most. So okay, here's my question. Before, if you want to elaborate on this, you can. But like, you got an honorable mention in there for Culver's, or did you just skip over? Skip over Culver's. Uh, okay, honorable mention for Culver's for the fact that I didn't go to Culver's very much growing up. Like, my first time going to Culver's, it wasn't while I was in college, but it was kind of about that time frame. Like, I didn't really go to Culver's until I was in high school, like, freshman, sophomore year. Okay, fair enough. All right. And their food is good, but it just it doesn't have the nostalgia that other food is. So there you All have right. it, the uh, triumphant return to uh, Doug's, Doug's top five. Glad Doug could be here. You know, that seems... You know, TJ, yeah, I'm glad Doug could be here for that. Uh, you know, looking at the timer here and we, we give, we give the props to Doug because he told us just to run with us. He knew we wanted to go, go ahead with us. He's busy. We understand that. So that's just how, how the cookie crumbles occasionally. So, uh, but I'll tell you what here, partially for those that don't know, you know, we're doing this on a different platform. So this is just going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. So we're going to wrap it up here in just a second. So we do appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, you know, it's glad that we can just figure out that the equipment actually works, that I can hear TJ, TJ can hear me. You know, everything I was scared about uh, came true. You know, the Wi-Fi was terrible, actually better than I thought. Uh, I think the ocean's still on fire at this point. TJ has been constantly playing a video game. Oh, we never even talked about that. Oh, the oh, ocean. The, I mean, the ocean's on fire. What, what else What else is there to talk about? Like, yeah. you know, they're trying to douse it with more The phrase water. that we said was, this is just coming from those companies that are like, Five, con- five fun ways to reduce your carbon footprint and then they set the ocean on fire yeah which takes like, some talent yeah, we were saying if, you know the talent that it takes to start the ocean on fire if we could take that talent and like put it into the show how much better the show would actually be mm-hmm. and it just it hasn't happened so but <laughs> not yet anyway not yet we're, we're getting there but we're just glad the equipment works like we said we're gonna make this a weekly thing we'll probably just call this episode like a triumphant update uh, so we thank you. We appreciate you for hanging out with our stuff. I'm glad I could say in the last episode that we hope we deliver to all of our new listeners and then definitely kind of delivered here in the first show back. All right. You've listened to the other guys here. <laughs> you've listened to the other guys with Doug and Clay. Thanks for hanging out with us.